Today I want to talk about I want to talk about the kingdom. I've talked about this uh, kind of process for me and how it is for me and um, and transitioning out and knowing that you're going to um, do something else and not knowing exactly how that looks, but it but it obviously affects um, what's on my heart, what's on my mind, and and how I'm thinking in my process with the Lord and. Um, this this message that I'm going to talk about today, just about the kingdom, and is something that parts of it are just from um, you know in my heart for a long time. Things I've preached about before, but um, I'm I'm in this place of of uh, well, trying to explain the place I'm in, which is the challenge, the funny challenge. Uh, trying to figure out how I think, how I'm thinking, and how I'm feeling in this process, but then also trying to figure out what it is that I want to want to leave. Um, and anyway, it's an interesting process. And some of you have mentioned that you enjoy watching me kind of struggle with it. I'm not sure that that's all about, but um, I'm actually enjoying struggling through it. Oftentimes, God meets us in that struggle, you know. And uh, most of the time, while we're while we're working out, while we're doing something that's good for us, exercising, that's not the great part. It's the after. It's the afterwards that you that you felt like, okay, now I feel good. And so we're I'm in an exercising time where I'm not like this is amazing, but I know enough to know that it is going to be amazing and and it's good for me. So anyway, in this process, uh, I want to talk about. I'm talking about the kingdom. And uh, it's funny how sometimes we forget. We get so busy doing what we're doing that we forget what we're doing. What I mean is that um, that the we get preoccupied with the details of what we're doing and forget the purpose sometimes. Um, I, I remember when my kids uh, were young. They're a little better now. They're learning more and more. But when my kids were young... They uh, would get like allowance, and um, and they get five dollars or whatever, um, and they would be so excited about the idea of spending it. Like I have this money now, I get to spend it. They'd ever forget like the purpose of spending it was to like get something you really want. And oftentimes we'd be trying to they they buy things just because they're they have money. You know, like the money is literally. Like burning a hole in their pocket, and and so they're like, oh, I got, but this is what we're doing. We're supposed to go, and we have this routine, and now we're going to spend our money. It's like, well, only if you find something you like. And so they'd actually forget. They'd be so excited about the spending of the money, they would forget to think about the whole point of be getting something I actually really want. Or sometimes, like uh, another uh, illustration I was thinking about is Thanksgiving dinner. It's not too far in the past that we don't remember that we. Oftentimes get so. How many of you guys have and cook Thanksgiving at your house? If you that sometimes we get so. Uh, I don't want to say obsessive. That's probably too strong. But we get excited. How's excited? We get so excited about the meal that we forget why we're preparing it, as it's about the people, right? And uh, I'm, I'm uh, with with Kathy. Who is, uh, we always have, you know, Thanksgiving dinner at Chris and Kathy's for years. And, um, and with Kathy, uh, we kind of are constantly reminding her that 
the reason for Thanksgiving is to sit down and eat together. Um, because she has such a servant's heart. She's just such going after like the meal and making sure everybody has what the... Uh, you guys understand that whole idea, right? And it's, it's, this, it's this idea that we, we get so excited or um, like, whatever the word is you want to put in there, focused on what we're doing. We sometimes forget why we're doing it. And I think sometimes church can get like that. I, um, you know, we, we, get, we can get distracted by all the things we're doing. It doesn't mean we stop doing them. But we have to remember sometimes, remind ourselves the purpose of, of the doing, the purpose of the, of the events. And um, Matthew six thirty three says, Seek first the kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And all these things are um, in there. That's a whole verse about Matthew 6 is a whole verse about not worrying and priorities and focusing and and there's so many things going on in church that we want to be we want to be good we want things to be good um, and there's so many things that we uh, we process what's happening in front of us what's happening in our church um, everything from you know the music and how's the sound and the music and having the right sound and even the, you know, the preaching. And I, I think I've, I've been thinking more about this as we're um, basically in the process of choosing a new pastor. It's like, how do you even choose a new pastor? How important, how in percentages is how important is liking his message or her message? How important is their personality? How important is there? What, what? How do you like? I, I'm just kind of an. I just like to. I'm a logical thinker, and I like to analyze things, and and uh, I keep coming back to the Lord, remind, tapping on my shoulder, and remember, it's my heart that matters. Oh yeah, we we just we need a person that's after his heart, and we need the person that is his heart for this next season. And uh, anyway, sometimes again, we can get focused on a whole bunch of things that they, they matter, but they're not the purpose. That makes sense. And so really, I, would, I just want to look at getting focused on how do we make the kingdom the purpose? How do we seek first the kingdom? What does it mean to seek first the kingdom? What does it even mean? How, how does a group of people, both as individuals and corporately, seek first the kingdom? We have a, a, a word, and Brandon shared beautifully about it last week, about the presence and actually our pursuit and, and that the presence is literally the, the most important thing. And this is not in contrary, but in, uh, in partnership with that idea that the kingdom is, first we've got to understand what's the kingdom. The kingdom is where the king is. The kingdom is where his presence is. If you think about, uh, it's been a long time in our history since we've had kings. And, but if you think about a kingdom, the kingdom is every, every dominion that belongs to the king. Everywhere that the king reigns is the kingdom. And what's amazing about our king is that he doesn't take ground. He, he only receives it. 
He, real, he only he, he has dominion over everything that he has uh, that he's given, but he doesn't take it. It's this it's this the, this idea of free will. It's amazing. This relationship. He loves us so much that he lets us choose. And and way back in, when Adam and Eve, when they first chose to give dominion, right? They they chose to not listen to the king and listen to the prince of another realm and disobey the king. They took authority away from the king. And so they created another kingdom to live in. That someone else. That the enemy was the king of. Or the prince of. And then what happened? Jesus comes. Takes the keys back. But there's still a prayer that Jesus prays that that his kingdom would come, meaning that it came through Jesus. But there was still there's still a choice, which I love about our relationship with God. There's still a choice that we still get to choose. Who is going to be the king of what parts of our dominion, what parts of our our world? I am. Oftentimes it's easy to think of as a, as a house. If you think of your, your world as a house that has rooms and, you know, this great house. and We can give access or dominion in some of the rooms and, and keep some of the doors locked. In some areas of our lives we can make him king. In some areas we can keep him out. And although he could take dominion over our lives... The gift of free will, the gift of choice, which really is the gift of love, is evident in all that. If it was forced on us, we wouldn't have to seek first the kingdom. The kingdom would just be our reality. Which in in some ways it seems like that would be better. It would be better if we just had a king that said, this is my land. My way goes. But we have this king full of grace and love. And mercy, this says, actually, if you want to be the king of your little world, then you can. But he created us that powerful to choose. Now, like many of us learned early on in life, that we aren't very good kings. We just don't do it very well. We just, we just aren't equipped. For seasons, we can do okay, but eventually we just kind of, we run the kingdom into the ground. <laughs> we make poor choices based on a sinful nature and a fallen, broken heart. And, and, and we, we mess up the kingdom. Have you, ever, have you guys ever seen, I'm not saying that you should watch this movie because there's some inappropriate things in it. But Have you seen uh, Bruce Almighty? Where he gets... He gets all the power of God, and it, it's a comedy, and it's it's not biblical or anything. If you haven't seen it, don't like. Well, Cameron recommended this. That's not no. But the point is, the point is in there. The point is is there that that he's arrogant enough to and angry at God because the way his life is going and all this stuff. So so in the movie, God says, "Fine, you do it," and gives him power in this little. Just in his city or whatever. And he, of course, he just totally destroys the whole city. And, um, just with a little bit of God's 
power of it. And um, but the point is 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 there this that which is just amazing that God has given us the authority to run our own kingdom or to set Him on the throne as King. And what we're what we're talking about is to, to seek the kingdom is really to seek the King. It's it's not to it's not to learn his ways and then be the king of your own world and run it like he would run it. It's actually to let him run it. That makes sense. It's not to learn what you like about scripture or what you like about the heart of God or what you like about kingdom culture and apply that in my world. It's actually to give him dominion in your life. First Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I think Fenton had a little prophetic word about the eagles. <laughs> Did you guys catch that? <laughs> was it Fenton or was it Dave? I think it was Fenton. I was just kidding. Just in the, in the scripture he read, it said something about eagles. But... Um, <laughs> Nobody even flinched when I said that. I did. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> oh my goodness. But the Super Bowl, yeah, Super Bowl Sunday, and um, you can't win the Super Bowl without some power. I'm not talking about kingdom power. I'm talking about human power. Like, I don't care what, what team you like. You don't get to the Super Bowl without some football skills. You can, you can talk. I, I, I'm sure you guys have experienced, maybe some of you are in this room, the, you know, the recliner coaches that we, this, this idea of like, if, if I was a super, if I was a, a professional football coach, I would do it this way, you know. And, uh, why are they doing that or why are they doing this? Um, but we have to. We all have to admit, no matter what team you're going for, even the teams that can't win in in, in the NFL, there's still some t- amazing, talented people. That what we're watching is the best of the best. They're on on the screen today, and that you don't get there unless you have transferred the talk into action. Unless you've taken the concepts of football, unless you've taken the concepts and you've actually, right, a football team wins not just because they have great players, because lots of teams have great players, but this combination of playing and coaching, this combination of skill and and planning. But what matters is the execution, like it actually can happen on the field. And so we're in this, we get to see today this, this pretty amazing, for those of you who are watching it, um, this pretty amazing display of, of athletic, whatever the word is, but um, excellence is a good word, yeah. Um, yeah, for the kingdom of God, it's not a matter of talk, but of power. And uh, it's one thing, 
I, I say this to say that it's it's one thing to talk about the kingdom, and it's another thing to see it, feel it. Um, it's one thing to sit on your recliner and talk football. It's another thing to to run the ball down the field with people trying to kill you, you know, crush your bones, you know. Yeah. I remember uh, I have a friend of mine that um, used to play football. And uh, he doesn't look like you'd think a football player looks. But I tried to tackle him one time. And I'm not that little. I felt like a 10-year-old girl. He, he literally just like... And it wasn't because... I mean, he's strong, of course, but... It's, he's just... A football player. It was quite embarrassing, actually. But we were on the beach, and I'm like, I'm gonna. Get... I had the element of surprise and everything, and it was like not in that. Throw me away. He hasn't played for years. Maybe I could push him over now. Probably not. Um. But yeah, it's more than it's more than a concept. You know, that's what, the point I'm trying to make is that that the kingdom is more than a concept. It's more than talking about it. It's more than than knowing Scripture. It's actually the application of it. It's more than quoting verses. It's walking in them. And uh, I'm gonna keep going. Um, Romans fourteen seventeen says the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom is the place, is the reality of his, of the king's nature manifested. Righteousness, peace, and joy are the manifest nature of God. If, if, you're, if we're lacking in power and righteousness and peace and joy if these are lacking in our lives or if they're if they're absent in our lives there's a whole bunch of things you can do but I challenge you that that the answer is seeking the king the answer is the king reigning and and the reality is is there only can be one king he doesn't share his throne. I know we want to. Like, we, we want to keep... I, I, I like control. That, you don't have to agree with that quickly with that, but... <laughs> I do. I like control. I, I like... I'm, I'm having a, a spiritual experience having a boss. I have a boss for the first time in a long time at Bethel, and it's, I'm, having, I'm having an encounter. <laughs> Being told what to do again. It's good for me, but I, I do like uh, I do like control. I do like, but I realize I can't have control and God have control of my life. I get to have influence because He wants to co-labor with me. But but I'm not running a a, a a voting democracy where my vote and His vote and like maybe He gets three and I have one. <laughs> 
The idea is that there, there has to be one king. Seeking first the kingdom is seeking first his presence. Seeking first to make him king. That he reigns in every area of your life. And then one of my favorite verses in Luke talks about the kingdom of God is within you. What does it mean to have the kingdom within you? See, what's amazing is because Christ lives in you, you have within you the manifest presence of the, of the King. You, you, within you, if you give Him authority, you actually carry the kingdom. So you, you bring the kingdom and all of its glory, all of its presence of the King, all of the manifest attributes of the King, you carry it around with you. And the only thing that you need and to bring that out, to let that live, is permission. It's amazing. You just have to give Him permission. Did you know that um, Jesus actually sent the disciples out to preach the good news before the cross? He actually sent them out, go preach the good news of the kingdom when they had no concept of Jesus and the cross and forgiveness. What's the point? Jesus is is the forgiveness through through the blood of Christ is the forgiveness that gives the kingdom access into our that purifies us to give us access but the kingdom of God has always existed the goodness of God the righteousness of God the peace and the joy of God has always existed Jesus has came to give us access to it in a, in a whole new in a whole new way I was I think about how do they how did they preach that? How did they preach the good news? They were healing the sick, they were casting out demons even before Christ had died on the cross. The the point that I'm trying to make and I don't want to it's not it's not to get please don't hear me wrong that I'm moving away from the cross because everything we all the access we live in to have the kingdom within us is through the cross. So don't hear me wrong. But what I'm saying is, is that, um, again, and if you've been here any length of time, you've heard me preach that message of that, that life actually does begin at the cross, not end. We're not meant to camp at the cross. Jesus didn't even camp there. He returned to the kingdom. He returned, what we talk, what Brandon talked about last week a little bit about, the, the season of waiting. But he had to leave so the Holy Spirit came so the kingdom could be within us. Wherever the king is, that's the kingdom. And uh, there's this... Hmm. 
this understanding that the that the the kingdom there's different rules in the kingdom. It changes the rules, and when the rules change, the opportunities change. Because there's without the king, we live in a possibility. We live in an, an impossible. Well, an impossibility. We live in under the the situations that um, if things don't add up, they don't add up. But what's amazing in the kingdom, things don't have to add up. <laughs> things don't have to make sense. I remember years ago hearing Bill Johnson say, when the high water mark is the celebration of what is humanly possible, we are a group that is most to be pitied. See, there's a... He's not saying don't celebrate what's humanly possible. He's not saying that... It's, it's not about not doing things. It's about remembering that the kingdom, that what's, what's impossible, doing the impossible, embracing the impossible, living in impossible situations and possible circumstances, very simply, it's uh, I, I talked about a while back, but it, very simply, it's fruit out of season. That's how I think about it. The fruit of the Spirit, the idea of the fruit of the Spirit is that um, it's not subject to your circumstances. Right? If it's the fruit of your circumstances, it's meaning you're in a peaceful place and so you feel peace. Or you love people that love you. That's the fruit. It's still love and it's still peace, but it's the fruit of circumstances. It's not bad. It's just not the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is actually fruit out of season. So it's being able to to harvest oranges in the wintertime when there's snow on the ground. It's, it's, like, it's the idea that you have peace in unpeaceful situations. You, have, you can love people that don't love you, right? Jesus is, when He spoke in the Sermon on the Mount... He challenged them to say that you don't get to act in a way that makes sense anymore. The idea of turning the other cheek is the idea that you don't, in the kingdom, you don't act according to what makes sense anymore. Just because you can make sense of it doesn't mean it's kingdom. And the challenge is we spend lots of time trying to make sense of the kingdom so it becomes palatable to the people. Yeah, and so what do we do? We try to change the people, but we end up changing the kingdom. In our own, right? In our own. Because we want to share the throne. We end up like telling people, oh yeah, yeah, you can actually accept God and still be king of your own life. So it just doesn't work. Because when you're the king of your own life, you just don't turn the other cheek. <laughs> you just don't, like... I don't like that, so I'm leaving. And it doesn't make any sense to let you hit me a second time. Right? Well, how do we say it? There's no wisdom in the second kick of a mule. <laughs> the point is not to let people beat you up. You understand what I'm saying. But there's different rules in the kingdom. And if, you, if, if, we're, if we're a church that's a church because it makes sense, we're missing something. 
There's a whole bunch of things to seek first. We can seek first quality. It's not a bad thing. But we can seek first the quality of of the music, the quality of the preaching, the quality of the programs, the quality of... You know, in church we don't call it, we call it excellence. It's not a bad thing. Excellence is in the kingdom as well. But it's the kingdom we're seeking, and the kingdom is what brings the excellence, not us seeking the excellence. Does that make sense? Apply that across the board to everything. It all works. There's a whole bunch of uh, of things that are good ideas and not God ideas. They're good things to pursue, but they're not God things to pursue. And I, I want to be a people, I want us to be a church that seeks first the kingdom and everything that that means. And especially during this season where we're making a really important decision for the next season of our lives. What does it look like in choosing a new pastor to seek first the kingdom? I don't know, but we're going to try. We're going to do our best. I know it means spending time with the king. kingdom is actually a superior reality. We bring heavenly realities that call into submission inferior circumstances. Meaning that we bring the eternal that calls into submission the temporal. What's eternal overpowers what's temporary. It doesn't necessarily mean that it always changes it. I think sometimes, again, it's wanting to be... It's, it's confusing sometimes what we want with what God wants. And I try to constantly remind myself that God is not... Um, God thinks eternally. I think temporarily. can't help it. I'm stuck. We're all stuck in this time of how long things will take and and being in a hurry and choosing and all the things that are are subject to time, but God isn't God isn't within time. God isn't He thinks eternally. A group or a church that um carries the kingdom carries options Um, one of the amazing things about an awareness of the kingdom and and the different set of circumstances that surround the kingdom and the different rules that the kingdom of God uh, operates under is that we bring options to to places where there's no options we, we live in this balance of understanding that the impossible can happen. Like we, we live in this, we can choose it, but we, we do live in this, that's what the scriptures is all about. We live in this, in this reality, in a kingdom that the impossible actually 
is possible. One of the things I am... Um, almost done. One of the things... Uh, we, we've, we've probably heard this before, and it's in a, in a lot of different ways, but um, illustrations and stuff. But the, when the running record was broken, um, the four-minute miles, the four-minute miles. Um, but you can you can take a whole bunch of different. Um, we have the Olympics also coming up, and uh, starting I think next week the Olympics starts, Winter Olympics. Um, don't you think it's amazing? I don't know. I don't know which Olympics we're on now. It's, does anybody know what Olympic? For years, yeah, what number? 30, 40, something. I don't know, a long time. 100, 100 years we've been doing the Olympics, something like that. Isn't it amazing that we keep breaking world records? That's amazing. Why? Because because you there's, there's something that cha- shifts in your brain that then sh- actually changes and shifts reality. Knowing something is possible. That just before wasn't possible. But now all of a sudden somebody said, oh, that's actually possible to do that. And this much, the fastest anyone's ever done it. Well, if they can do it that speed, then it's possible to go a little bit faster. And so we keep breaking world records. The fastest people doing whatever they're doing. They go the highest, they go the fastest, they go the farthest. And every year. A world record is broken in some in some way. In the winter, in the summer, and all the different things. It's it's really quite amazing. It works the same way. It should work the same way with the kingdom. It's the power of testimony. It's hard to believe for something that you don't believe is possible. We try to call it faith, but really Scripture is, is all about believing what, we've, what, we, what we read. We're not necessarily called to, to believe anything that hasn't actually been shown, been, been testified to. Of course, we, it, it grows and builds, I understand. But, but like the, the idea is that we actually believe what the testimony of Jesus has been. And then we think through that testimony. We think through that the rules of that kingdom. And so in this kingdom, you know, if someone would have told Fenton two months ago, you're going to pay off your debt in four months. That's literally impossible because I don't have that much money. Like, you look at, I mean, my budget, I can balance it. Here's what it is. This is how much money I have. This is how much money I owe. This is how much money I've calculated. This is how it's going to take. 12 months to pay it off. Okay, well, guess what we're doing now? The impossible. Why? Right, what happens? The situation changed. Now, we're talking about the na- in the natural. It happened in the natural. But what? how powerful is a group of people that believes that the natural bends to the supernatural? That actually, yeah, it looks impossible. But tomorrow, it could look totally different. And we actually can believe for the impossible. We actually can believe for what you see today, that God actually sees it differently. And that we carry that view, the kingdom view, that we see things through the possibilities that are endless. Come on. 
it, it's simple. But it's easy to look back. It's more difficult to look forward. It's easy to look back at something simple like finances. You can measure it. You can see it and go, oh, but how powerful could it be if we believed for it before? That's where, what I'm talking about. Health is, is another one of those things. That, like we've seen both. We've seen people miraculously healed of cancer, tumors, broken bones, things like that. And we've seen people die from the very same things. We choose what reality we partner with. But how powerful is a group of people that believes in the impossible? I'm telling you that um, the world needs a, a group of people that will believe for the impossible. It, it, I, I believe it's a huge part, obviously, we, it's a huge part of, of Bethel's message. It's why people that need the impossible fly from all over the world to be there. They just want someone to believe it. They want someone that's holding hope for them. They want someone that says, actually, the situation that everybody's told you is the only option, we believe that there's another option in the kingdom. Come into the kingdom. We believe there's another option. Come hang out with the king. We believe there's another option. It's as, it's as complicated and as simple as seek first the kingdom. Is okay? So yeah, let's pursue the kingdom. We've got... I know we have corporate things that are going on, like we've mentioned, but I know there's tons of just personal things that are going on as well. Tons of stuff that's happening in, individually in your guys' lives. Places you need some hope for the impossible. And... uh I want to invite the king, I want to invite God to replace in my mind the eternal for the temporary. Like I, want, I want God to find those places with me. I want the Holy Spirit to seek out those places in my heart and mind. Wherever I keep those. I say, that, that's temporary thinking. Eternally it looks like this. Actually, in, in, in God's eyes, in the kingdom, it actually looks like this. It's full of hope and peace. It doesn't mean, again, it doesn't mean that the circumstances always change. It doesn't mean that everybody gets... It, it means it is, is God's heart. God shows His character. It doesn't mean that He's always going to do that. I don't want to say. It doesn't mean that uh, you can believe. It means that you can believe for the testimony that Fitton shared. Doesn't mean that's God's plan for you specifically. But it's in God's heart. But it's in the kingdom. The idea of that is still basing our faith on the circumstances. God, I'll believe you for it if you change the circumstances. If it doesn't change, then I get frustrated. Actually, He still gets to reign. The idea is that it becomes eternal. God, show me my finances eternally. Show me my health eternally. Show me my relationships eternally. I want to see it from the eternal 
from this, this place of this kingdom. Are you guys getting you there? You seem really quiet. I can't tell if... I think I've told you guys before that confused and disagreement looks the same as wonder. Right. Looks the same on you. Will you guys stand with me? There's another thing too. I just want to, because I, I feel like this is important. Let's see if I can spit it out in the right way. Um, a cool thing about being in in a praying community, maybe? Is that God positions us sometimes to be answers to people's prayers? for a second that God actually positions us to be answers to the people's impossibilities people's prayers God actually speaks to think he, he he has so much invested in our connection one with another the body of Christ but also our connection to the, to the world, our connection to each other, our community, all of that. He has so much invested in that that He actually gives us the things that sometimes He just gives them straight to the you know, direct, amazing prayers answered. But so much more often He actually gives our neighbor, so to speak, the answer to our prayer. He's so much about community and connection and unity I believe it's why one of the enemy's greatest strategies is division bitterness hurt offense all those things that separate it's like the enemy's greatest strategy is because if, if we're divided a whole bunch of things happen if we're divided, the, the very answers that God's trying to pour out to His people, get, they just get they get thwarted, they get broken. Faith actually begins to, to break down too. So Lord, we just pray right now that you would um, you would give us eternal perspective. You would seek in in, in our hearts. We just invite the Holy Spirit to seek in our hearts that which is temporal. The thought processes, the, the, the perspectives that are, are temporal, that we're seeing from the world's perspective. 
and that you begin to speak to us and replace and teach us even that which is eternal. God, show us how you see. Let us see through the lens of the kingdom, the lens of the king. We just thank you, Lord, for the honor you've given us to choose you. We know the very ability to choose you comes from the fact that you chose us. We thank you for that. We never want to underestimate how much you believe in us to make a good choice. Thank you for that power to love you. this I know I'm, I'm done I said that before but um, yeah if you um, yeah I just want to kind of invite um, if you want prayer in any of those areas there's some I feel like you know there's some specific things that that pop up when we think about this idea of the kingdom and eternal and temporal and challenges and just way places in our life where we need God to move we need the Holy Spirit to move and so if you have some specific things or they're just coming to your mind even right now, I want you to come. Please come up. Please don't leave without letting us just pray pray with you and pray for you and speak uh, speak into your lives. And um, it's so powerful just being, um, just being the body together. And then um, secondly, um, I got a text from, um, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, um, Cherie who uh, had um, surgery, um, had a tumor removed, cancerous tumor removed. And um, she's recovering pretty good. She texted me this morning. She's recovering pretty good, but um, yeah, it's having some, some financial strain. And um, there is a, if you get on Facebook, her Facebook, there is a link, and you can give through that link um, if you'd like to help out with that. And so I... I I mentioned that I would. I told her I would mention that. It's like like all of us. It's hard to ask for help, but that's another reason why we're here. And so, um, if you can help out in any way, um, if you can't, if you don't have a way to do that, if you like, you're like, I don't know, I'm on Facebook or whatever. It doesn't mean your money's no good. So, um, go drop it by your house, or you can drop it by the office or something. And we'll make sure she gets it or whatever. But um, yeah, it's just a, you know, someone in our body needs something. And, we have the means to help. So, um, but um, yeah. So I want to. Can I pray? I want to pray something specifically. I'm not just for her, but if you have, um, if you have, you specifically have, or someone in your family has been diagnosed with cancer in the last eight months. It can be in, but in the last eight months, will you? Everybody, sit down and then stay standing if that's you. If you, you or, or someone in your family has been diagnosed with cancer in the last eight months. Wow, only a couple. That's awesome. 
time. So we're just going to pray for that. And whatever whatever stage they're all in, they need the they need the touch from the Lord. So you or them. So Lord, we just um, we just man, we just curse the curse of cancer. It is not it is not eternal. Therefore, it is not the kingdom. It is not your heart. And we just speak in Jesus' name to these these diagnoses, diagnoses, that, Lord, your kingdom would come, your will would be done, and we speak total restoration and healing. Specifically, I just speak to Sheree right now. You just touch her. You encourage her. You speak to her. Yeah, I would just pray all of these people that are struggling with the challenge and the fear of, of cancer you break that fear and I pray that I pray for dreams that Lord you that you would comfort them in their dreams I saw like I saw um, I saw Jesus sitting in the dream Jesus sitting on in a park on a on like a park bench with with people just sitting and talking and just encouraging just being there Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you are present in the most challenging of circumstances. Love you. Bless you.